Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people. Some of the people that work in some of these places, many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me, See Me podcast. Um, today is a real emotional one. This, this podcast today is all about the new, out now, Hear Me, See Me book. Uh, it's, it's, I'm with the two brothers I've got that have been on the journey with me to create this beautiful book. And, um, yeah, we're just going to tell you how it happened. Uh, today I'm with Jack Eames and Lee Keats. Hello, how are you both? Good, mate. It's great to be here. Hello, mate. Yeah, it's really good to be here. And what a, yeah, what a fantastic achievement for all that. I must say, it's a Sunday morning. This is going out on Wednesday. And we, they both look how I feel. (laughs) 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 If anyone's wondering why we all look a bit like this, it's a Sunday morning. (laughs) Um, But I want to go straight back to, you know, we, we'd, uh, I never planned a book uh, at all. Um, it came along when um, it's sort of a, a catalyst of things that uh, Lee volunteered at um, a British Beauty Week, wasn't it, Lee, uh, two years ago? Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. Just years ago now. Yeah, and it, I'd never met you before, and we'd done this thing at Covent Garden, and there was you and me and Adam Reed, and... Um, Neil Moody and Johnny Sapong. It was a great day and, you know, that's the first time you'd done it and then you come and volunteer with Whitechapel Mission and you two guys knew each other, didn't you? And then the Christmas had just, it was just pre-pandemic, wasn't it, Jack, that you first came? Was that? I'm just trying to sort of read. Yeah, it was about October, November time. So, yeah, a few months before. Much before the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Jack Cameron took some pictures. We met in the, in the, in the old coffee shop on the corner. And, uh, yeah. And then the first session came. Um, and it, I don't know. Um, Jack, what was your first thing when you – because you didn't even take any pictures the first time, did you? I didn't, mate. I think, you know, and I, I had my camera there in the bag and, you know, lenses everything ready to do it um and like you said the first one for me was Whitechapel Mission and that's sort of uh, I think being a favorite of yours Stuart and um the the level of the amount of stuff going on I just I felt like I just wanted to see that and absorb it properly and to 
taped my camera up, felt quite quite intrusive um, and a bit disrespectful to you, Lee, and a couple of the other volunteers in terms of you guys have obviously been around and doing it for a bit, then this massive tall photographer rocks up. So, and the guests, you know, I wanted people to feel comfortable that like I was part of the team but I wasn't just this outsider taking pictures and it was a beautiful experience because I've seen all the guests feel so comfortable with the way that you Lee and the team were you know just how you were working and how you were with each one and also you know some of them fell asleep and things it was just beautiful to see um that calmness that care that love so I just felt like I wanted to see it rather than pull my camera up yeah and the crucial thing of that is, is uh, this is why you was the perfect fit to, because to, we had to really, uh, if we was going to have a, a photographer on our, like, we had to really let the photographer in, like, on, uh, really closely into what we do, because it was, it's been two years of, of having you there, and and the, the most important thing is is the respect for the guests and the wrong photographer. It would never have been able to happen. I mean, you remember, there, I won't go too into detail, but we went to a certain football club with a certain daily paper with a certain, and this, this photographer was the opposite of what you need to be. Do you remember it? Like, I remember it well, and it, and it was fine. And, <laughs> do, you remember, know, uh, do you remember how annoyed I was getting? I was like, yeah. I, I do. And, and you said, look, I've had this loads when um, press or other photographers come along. And, you know, by that point, luckily, you know, certainly from my point of view, we've built up a good understanding yeah. and rapport. But also, don't know if you remember, but, you know, you did bet me a few times with like phone calls and you said, look, come and meet me for a coffee before yeah. we go in and things, which, uh, you know, and rightly so. I just wanted, I yeah. think you thought, you know, let's check him out first. Yeah, you know, Lee and I had a, you know, a working history as well and seen each other, you know, a couple of times around, in and around the industry. Um, but you didn't know me from Adam. And I think, you know, it is such a, those two hours are incredibly private and yeah. safe for the guests and you've taken a long time building that up yeah and look you know it you set up haircuts for homeless but equally with lee you know lee's a massive session guy and to walk into that room and see you know lee and louis you know louis burnt no ego no you know yeah. nothing and Louis actually had a kickoff, um, yeah, as we often yeah. did at Whitechapel Mission. And, um, you know, and, and you just whispered in my ears, like, you know, th- yeah, that, that guy doesn't know how sort of, you know, amazing Louis is. And um, cause he was having a real go at Louis, wasn't he? Yeah. And in your own lovely way, you sort of diffused it. You said, look, come here and have a hug. Um, <laughs> and so I've seen all these things happen in front of me. And I just knew that... And I knew it before I came to that first session was seeing it come up on your Instagram, Lee's Instagram, that it just felt like a good fit for me to come along and document what was happening. Over time, take some really beautiful portraits, but with the overall thing of the respect for the guests, respect for you and your volunteers, but to try and somehow put something back in to the charity and to help the charity, because I was at a point in my career where I work in the beauty industry and it's very privileged and very luxe but I, I just had to do something else that, that involved it and if there was a way of helping you guys out 
win-win brilliant and look that's kind of how you know when the suggestion of the book came up you know that's that's sort of where we're at now isn't it really yeah and, I, and that leads me on to Lee and Lee when Lee's a very important um, role in this book came from that first session we did in um, in Covent Garden because I'd already been doing stuff and, and, and I, I found that because I'm, I'm sort of orchestrating these events, they, no, they're not events, it's because I'm orchestrating these, these sessions, um, projects, and that I'm, I get wrapped up in it all. Sometimes I work, 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 and I'm, you know, I've always got my eye on someone else and, and everything else. And even though I'm hearing and sharing stories, I'm not, they're not, I'm not taking on board as much. And that first session in Covent Garden, Lee put a few posts, you put a few posts on Lee, but yours, you'd really taken the time to listen to people mm. and to get their story. Um, and just those first few posts you put on said so much more. And it, it, it made me realise that it's something I hadn't been doing because even though I thought it was enough that I knew it, but I needed other people to, to know it. You know, I was taking it just because I'd heard it, everyone knew um, and I, I took a lot of um, I took a big example from that from your first few posts because they were so much more detailed you know yeah I think for, for me um, that's, that session um, it was just like um, the opening introduction with the the guy's hair I was cutting it was just um, it, it really like just literally the, the opening words out of his mouth were were um, I introduced myself as like, oh that's my son's name and those literally those words made me think go from homeless man to father to parent to family to like, all these other words and it just like it really spun my my perception of homelessness just in literally you know words and it just um then there was just several other um conversations throughout that day like each one had a um, i kind of shared a real um i don't know i like eye-opening experience and there was just too too many um, too many really close to home for me um, for me to not sit and share it because I just it felt too important and too um, mm. yeah just too close to home for, for me really it was, it was a real eye opener yeah and that came across and I think that's where you've you've really uh, come into play with. Um, having that ear and even to a point where on some sessions uh, people not might not realise that, that Lee's been there Jack's obviously doing his thing I've been doing my thing but Lee sometimes is just he, he's just sort of melded into the background and it's, even though he's a fantastic hairdresser uh, he's not actually been cutting hair he's been sitting in the background and his notebook and he's, he's just been listening and, and, and he's got that ear for 
picking up those those beautiful nuggets of information about people, um, which we've we've translated into the book because we made the decision that uh, primarily it's a photographic book, but it needed those stories. But we didn't want loads, reams and reams of text. Um, we would have we felt it would have dilute, like you know, diluted the flow of the book. Mm. So we've picked up on key sentences, and Lee's, Lee's taught me that. Because even even I started to listen to, you know, certain key instances and key. There's things that were too, you know, there 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 things that I haven't made the book because they're just too strong. You know, they're too dis- disturbing. The one that I always bring out to people that if a story is summed up in a sentence, it's uh, my dad was my pimp. Now that sentence says so much about a young girl's journey um, that. You know, you don't, you almost don't need the story. I mean, I got the story after and it, 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 it just brought tears to my eyes. And, you know, having, having, you know, four daughters and two granddaughters, it's, you, you, you can't help but be touched by this stuff. Um, and be grateful, be grateful that your life is so different. Um, but yeah, and then, was, and I was so grateful that, that at the end of, yeah, we managed, we just put it, it was just getting, we've got to get this together now, stage. And it was just about before we made the day of the final thing, when I was in Wakefield and this lady just uh, come out with this sentence that, you know, she said, I'm only here because my husband gambled our house away, you know. And, and then she told me, and, and the story's a horrific the story for her. It explains why she's there. Um, but that one sentence, mm. um, I'm so pleased that made the book <laughs> because it says everything, doesn't it? It says so much. And I think going back to your original point, Stuart, that I felt as well before I sort of got involved with Haircuts for Homeless and what you were saying about uh, the way Lee translated his feelings into the post and what he saw um i hadn't actually sort of quite seen that level of honesty around something that was incredibly i i felt certainly for me and it seems the same for you Stuart, to write about because we see these things and we feel these things and lee actually wrote in one of his posts about um the mental health um situation amongst a lot of the guests and that you know, also, and it, you know, possibly a controversial thing at, at that time and, and still is, you know, sort of wrote that, um, you know, it seems to be affecting a lot of m- more, more men. You know, it seems to be that men are numerically more in these, you know, homeless situations and setups. And I think, you know, statistic wise, that is true, but it felt quite, very refreshing for me to see someone um, put it out there that honestly in that um, yeah. in that visceral way because it is really honest. And I came along to those sessions, Stuart, uh, and you know, when the three of us sat down afterwards and had a cup of tea or something, and for me to see that level of, um, you know, mostly men and a lot of mental illness and a lot of medication that was being taken or missed you know missed because you know we we you know we think how hard it is for us to stay on top of our 
stuff that's going on in our lives and things. And we have a roof over our head. We have partners and family that can scoop us up, but most of these people don't. So how can you stay on top of things like mental health and um, your own health in general? So I felt that, you know, because when we see long words, uh, sorry, long uh, writing on posts, I often don't read it. No. But I read Lee's and it, um, and then that was it for me, really. It was just like, I just got to be involved in this. And to, like you said, Lee just comes into sessions, sits there, writes stuff down. And to see that then translated into the book, it just matches so well with the pictures. Um, you know, I'm really sort of, I feel it's been, you know, such an important part of the, the book. And it's hard for him to melt with a background because he's so bloody good looking. That's a problem. Uh, do you remember in Sheffield, <laughs> someone, one of our guests really took a shine to you and he was really uncomfortable. And yeah. I, I'm a terrible human being because I just had to encourage it. And yeah. you, the more embarrassed you was being, the more I was egging her on. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not just that session, Stuart. Let's be honest. It's most, <laughs> most sessions, people have a, yeah, a good soft spot for Lee, which is just as well for, for you know, us too, Stuart. Um, <laughs> we, we need a face of haircuts for homeless and leaves it. Um, but yeah, it's you know, all joking aside, it's felt like a really lovely, you know, lovely trio. And also, let's not forget Belinda, you know, she's been amazing yeah. in making the session certainly work for me, who's much more intrusive than Lee because I've got the camera and you know, it's a, it's a big thing to hold a camera up and take someone's picture, but um, you know. And a big thing for me as well as the guest. So I just felt like a really lovely team. And we did Peterborough and things together a few times. And yeah, Lee and yeah. I would sometimes, you know, if I heard something, I'd you know, text it, Lee, or Lee would say, look, you know, you need to come and get this picture. So it, it was it was just really, it worked really well. And that, that was yeah. the thing of it evolving. Sorry, Lee, go on. No, you carry on. I was just going to say that was a thing of it evolving, wasn't it? That that in the end we found our uh, found our, our sort of role and found our way, and then then, then it, it flowed between us with with almost even a look, and including Blinda. You know, the, 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 it's important for you, Jack. That I know that she's the, she's the sort of the, the in between. She's the barrier for you. That that she could just give you a nod that someone's okay. Yeah. Uh, she would she'd, she'd sort of check with them that if they're okay for being and we have to put that out there people often say are they do they mind and we go well we wouldn't do it if they minded and not only mind they they happily and joyously want us to do this you know it, 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 they feel invisible so it's someone wanting to show them show the, the light on shine the light on them you know it's it's massive, but I uh, you know don't want to bang on about it, but it can't be understated the importance of Belinda because she does it in such a lovely, soft way that, that enable I think enables the picture to be taken, and then also Lee to sit there and you know and just take it all down. But it's interesting. We did a session, didn't we, recently down at St James near near Victoria, yeah, and you know to be fair to Lee, not only is he sort of taking stories down, sometimes. He does have to jump in and do the cuts. He did it at Southend yeah. as well. Yeah, Peterborough. But we were chatting between us to some of the guests about them doing photography courses. I mean, you know, which is what, what I do for my career. Lee also has a restaurant. And then one of them was chatting about the fact that he's going into an eight-week 
um, re- restaurant internship, wasn't he? The um, things like that to, yeah. you know, just to do these sessions to try and, you know, just work hard at what you've towards, you know, some goals and massive respect. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, that part of the whole learning journey as well. It's like, you know, we've been in there, <clears throat> been involved to get this this book together and to, you know, provide the sessions and stuff like that. But I've been learning a lot about what these 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 things these sense offer for for guests and and you know the guests taking advantage of education courses and you know I don't know it's just as I say, it's just changing that every every set changes my perception a little bit more and a little bit more and, um, I just want to know how how to do it on a larger on a larger scale so people aren't as naive and ignorant as I was and um, I think that is where I felt the importance of the the book could be because you get these beautiful images of people expressing all sorts of emotion whether it's tiredness or sad or gratitude or you know uh, just you know, bliss or peace or, you know, you just, you flick through the, and you see all these things, but then you also do get the captions, which kind of people interest. Again, you get a bit of sadness and gratitude and um, it's basically real life and real human emotion. And it's, 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 it's just changing that word homeless human. And um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm really excited about this book and the way by the end of it kind of, as you just mentioned, the the fluing us all um, and the roles that we're playing, and you know, if you know, picking up for each other, um, and yeah, it's, it's just been the exciting journey, and um, yeah, it's, it's it's really, I think, doing these lives and these uh, podcasts and stuff like that, it's just given me a chance to kind of reflect over what we have, what we have achieved in our work that's gone in and, you know, you know, every, every role that each of us have, have played. And I think it's a, yeah, it's, it's going to be so satisfying when we're actually getting these books into people's hands. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I said earlier today to Jack that um, I, I've already put on Instagram and, and I've really wanted it to become a thing that when people get their book through the post, that once they've had a good look at it, that they then, hold the book up and do a selfie with the book and hashtag, you know, hashtag hear me, see me book and at haircuts for homeless and get this thing going where we can get everyone showing, showing themselves how pleased they are with the book. And then we can put a reel together of all of those things. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, I think it'd be a great way of sharing out um, the impact the book's had on people. Great. Yeah. Um, you, you said something there, Lee, that to remind it. If, see, the thing is, I mean, this could go on for hours. It won't. I promise everyone it won't. <laughs> but it, it could because each thing, this is a two, you know, when people lift this book into their hands and look at it, this is a two-year journey, this book. Mm-hmm. And um, there's so much. For every one picture, there's, a, there's 20, 30 that haven't got in, um, book two. Uh, but there's, there's, <laughs> there's, um, the, 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 you know, you said about the emotions, and one of them you said was tiredness. 
So immediately that, that took me to um, a session in, in Peterborough where we were doing a session with the, the street working girls. Um, and there was a lovely, a, like a lovely, not that it matters, but just this lovely looking young lady came in. Um, and it was my sister. It was Belinda again, who really, really, it, it moves Belinda in a, in a way because we were all busy, I think. And, um, it was her, it was Belinda that really clocked it after, I'm sure she did have a photograph taken, um, but then she went and like when the fuss was all over, she went and had a cup of tea, sat at the table, and Belinda said she just looked like she she just, she just was going to go sleep. She just mm. looked like, and then Belinda thought then of, because we talked about this on the way home in the car, this is when we digest a lot of the stuff, and, um, she said that she thought of what her life, how, you know, hard work that is. You know, that's hard work emotionally, physically. And the woman was just shattered, absolutely shattered, um, possibly been working all night. And she just got to the state of being relaxed, probably felt safe. Mm. And then the phone text went, and her whole demeanour changed, and it's obviously the like, where are you? You know that type of thing, and then that panic, and then she had to leave quickly. You know, they're, they're the aspects of life that I'd never get to witness. I wouldn't witness what that's like. I see the caricature of the street working girl and all that, but I'd never think of the emotional cost and the physical cost and the, you know, and. and, and and the fact of what we're doing is, is that that just even brief, even that half an hour of um, care and love and attention that that is so valid. And even if it's fleeting, you know, it's 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 a it's a break, isn't it? It's just a break from that cycle. It's a break from that cycle, and I think um, <clears throat> Sam McKnight summed up a lot of it beautifully in his forward as well um, about yeah. the power of a haircut and that human um, connection, that touch and be touched. But yeah, look, you know, you mentioned the Peter processions and they're, they're incredibly tough. Um, you know, the women's outreach um, in the afternoon and the men's outreach in the morning, but yeah, the stories and the faces. And, and I remember that woman well, she just sat at the table, literally supping a cup of tea and having a, a baguette that a local business had donated. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, and I think Lee said this earlier, uh, after every single session and some more than others, definitely Peterborough for me is to, it's a bit of a, you know, it takes a lot to process and it really does bring so much into perspective. Mm. And also it also shows we've got a long way to go um, in support for people who, you know, yeah, just, just need support in different ways. But that's the lovely thing with haircuts for homeless, isn't it? That it's an immediate action. I haven't got to fill in forms. I haven't got to queue up somewhere and, you know, it's, and it's regular. It's every four or six weeks. And that's so important. Yeah, consistency is key. Consistency is the most most important thing that we can offer. Um, someone said to me the other day, I was chatting to someone about doing something for the LGBTQ 
community and that. And they said about this, you know, um, you know, we do this big event. And I went, oh, couldn't, I said, well, don't want to interrupt you, but it's got to be lower key but consistent. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to do something, you need it to be done on a regular basis so that people can build up trust. You know, otherwise you're just doing an event that, that you, you know, you, you're showing up and you're walking away. And they have enough of that. They have enough of people showing up and walking away. You know? Absolutely. And form filling and this, that and the other. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, long may haircuts famous continue because that's a big part of why we've brought the book out, isn't it? You know, yeah. so that all the money goes back in to the charities. Yeah. So yeah. you and volunteers can run these sessions, Stuart. Yeah. I'm going to go to a happy one now as well. Um, we've got, because the, the, it goes back to Peterborough again, funnily enough. But um, I've got to talk about Shane. Yeah, yeah. Shane, like, and he's it, okay me saying all these things about him because he's a very open person. But because of my addictions and, and my journey and that, that I've got a, an understanding of these things. And so sometimes I, I make a connection, and I, I, I really did with Shane in Peterborough because. Um, we just clicked straight away. Uh, and there's a lot we show, there's a, but there's an awful lot we don't show. Now, there was a couple of times when I, I went off um, into a room with Shane for, for a good sort of half hour or so, um, and we really had a proper um, sort of sharing session, discussion, and uh, I think you've both been in, I think you've both seen that, because I think you've done it once Jack, and you've done it as well, didn't you, Lee, for, for one time? And you both yeah. witnessed it. You know, the, the, the privilege that I have of, of that, you know, confidence that, that we wouldn't share. But then, I don't know if you both saw, but this week when Peterborough, we weren't there, but Sharon, the lovely Sharon, who's our team leader there, had got shame because this Friday, so that he's, he's, in this, he's, he's in his own place this weekend. Brilliant. He's got his own place, and he, was, he said to camera, you know, I'm doing all right, Stuart. And, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's just, it's so, I can't tell people how, how rewarding and how I'm just so happy for him, you know, that he's, he's, he's turning that corner. So happy for him. And he's had to really dig in, Stuart, because Lee, Phil, Lee was in the room for the first time that you were chatting Then I was out doing portraits. And then I, I did the second one which is, you know, one of the more recent ones with you. And, you know, you were caught on the motorway, Stuart, and he was yeah. asking everybody when you were turning up and things and waited around. And then, you know, you and Belinda came in and he, he you know, he ran across the road, yeah. um, you know, to embrace you. Yeah. Um, but, and I saw that video of him and it was incredible, you know, that, that from, from that, do you remember whenever, how I can't remember how many months ago it was, maybe about three-ish, um, that we were in the room chatting and things, and um, he wasn't in a good place. No, I was worried about it. And you, you know, you had you chatted with him in the room, you also had private chat with him, and you just really, you know, you listened to him. and But he really wanted to, you know, came across in that vi- you know, the video as well from Sharon, that he, he, he wanted you to see it. He looked so much better, Stuart, and that's so yeah. important, didn't he? You know, yeah. His air was better, his skin was better, he's just more connected. It was it was beautiful to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh 
it's what we do it for. It's, you know, it's what we do it for. Absolutely. I get frustrated. You know, it's, it's not easy running this type of organisation. You know, it's a small organisation. We have, we have budgeting problems, you know, funding problems. We have people problems. We have, you Oops. know, all of these things. And sometimes I just think, I mean, I just think, oh, I think I'll just go and get a job somewhere. You know, <laughs> I've had enough. You know, and and you know, it's pissing down a rain, and I'm on a train, and you know, all, all of these things. But those moments are what make me realise that I'm doing this for the rest of my life. Those are the moments that make me know that um, however challenging it all gets, that I'm going nowhere and I'm doing this for the rest of my life. And, and the journey with us three that I've known that, you know, we've got this, you know, unbreakable bond now that mm. we've built up on this. Because it hasn't been nothing worthwhile is easy. It ain't been smooth, you know, like it's been challenging. Um, but is this the time to show, lift up what, 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 the, what? Oh, Lee's not even sitting. I mean, I've had, it, I've had it briefly in my hands before it got taken away. Lee's not even held this yet. But yeah. I think it's time. Be careful. I think you had it back. in your hand for about a heartbeat, didn't you, Stuart? And then I was just like, <laughs> right! <laughs> no. Yeah, on that, Rob the printer, you know, he, he hand-delivered it to you in your house, didn't he? Rob the printer yeah. delivered that by hand. I With wish you videoed that. I wish you could have videoed Rob handing that yeah. over to me. It was like he offered me his firstborn son. It was just <laughs> yeah. you know, big praise to Rob the printer. He's really emotionally invested. Oh, he's been phenomenal. And his team. Um, and team. Yeah, sorry. It's not just Rob. It's his team. His whole team. Hey! So there's hey. the and There's the back. Um, quick little squeeze through. Bob, Bob, Bob. Don't want to show too much. Don't show too much. No, no. Um, hold on, hold on. And there's a nice little balance of the quotes and the picture. Boom, <laughs> boom. And a nice little teaser, which is, you know, the cover that, you know, just felt like, you know, the three of us. And also, let's not forget Mary and all this. Mary just really yeah. pulled off, you know, the crowdfunder and lots of changes and things. So there's a nice little, you know, contact sheet cover, which you can open up and yeah. see behind the scenes in some of the sessions a bit more. Um, yeah. So it's a beautiful piece of art. And I think right from the very off of pulling this book together, Lee said, you know, and it just stuck with the three of us all the way through. Um, it needs to be an art book. Yeah. It needs to be a beautiful, beautiful book that we're all really proud of. Um, Cause this is a, you know, a long-term part of the charity and <clears throat> pushing everything forward. So, Look, this is the only one in the world right now, but as of Wednesday, we're getting a load more and we still need to sell a load more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, then the fun begins because we've got a thousand. <laughs> I mean, we've done so well. I think I think probably around about 150 marks sold on the pre-order of the crowdfunder. So, you know, uh, but it means we've got lots and lots to sell. Um it's now available on the um, website, the Haircuts Farmers website, um, that Ollie has, has so kindly got, you know, I pushed him and pushed him to get that <laughs> done over the weekend that you can yeah. you can click on and buy it. I bought the first one myself. 
just to make sure it worked. <laughs> But I've read so many of these bloody books myself. I might sign it to myself, but I got a real kick because uh, it came through on the order and it said number 0001. So I've got number 0001 coming, you know. uh, um, But, you know, it's a a massive thing. And I think at one point, I'm, I'm I'm sure it was you, Lee, that, we were going away. It was. It, it started to be all about haircuts for homeless. You know, it was. It was going to be a haircuts for homeless book. Thinking we was going to call it haircuts for homeless, and it was a. And then Lee pointed out that that there was a lot of the logo. There was a lot of the logo showing, mm. and you know, and we sort of we all took it off. This is what we've done for each other. That that we wouldn't any one of us. It would have been a different thing. Each one, like each one. I mean, me. It would have just been all about me. Uh, <laughs> it would have been all, you know, and and Lee. But like by by the three, you know, it evolved into this being more about the guests at that point, and and it was really it really rung true. And uh, Jess, the uh, book designer, who come through at the end. He sort of put them towards the back of more of the action shots of all the t-shirts and the things. And so the first part of the book is all about the guests and, and what we came together of saying is humanising the face of homelessness. Mm. Uh, this, this book is telling stories. I've got to say about that the, the cover image of Fiona, um, who, who's on the uh, on the cover image. If you can show us the back, uh, Lee, uh, Jack, sorry. You show, yeah, so that's Fiona when we met Fiona. And then if you flip it round to... Um, Fiona when I'd finished like her story um, rung you know we was all together at that session Mm. Um, she came in she was so nervous she was so um, vulnerable and she'd been busking um, she'd been busking and these kids attacked her so they attacked her they not only attacked her you know with feet and feet and fists they 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 used a scaffold pole to to attack her they smashed her guitar um they smashed her hands so it wasn't enough to smash her instrument they had to smash the hands that created the music uh and i think they smashed her spirit as well mm. at the time and we went a little way to rebuilding that you know, we couldn't rebuild her hands, we couldn't rebuild her, but we we rebuilt her spirit. And I think that is the power of that. And that's why she's her theme of Fiona has run through so much because it was one of the most, one of the strongest stories I think we came across. And the strongest makeovers, because when she finished, she emerged a different human being. She really did, yeah. Yeah, it was a beautiful moment it was right towards the end of that session as well wasn't it in you know north of england and we'd all traveled up and she was so beautiful with her honesty and her story and and fun i mean look you know the, the attack had happened pretty soon before that session but she was a funny woman wasn't she and just yeah. had good banter with all of us and yeah you know, it's quite a busy room with you know a few other volunteers there as well and guests, but she, you know, she she was full of life, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's it, that's I mean, what was nice for 
when when um, Rob handed me that book and he sat next to me on my sofa and he's you know he'd seen all of these things, but it took quite a time because as I went over each page, I told him the story, beautiful the person, you know, and he 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 was really moved because. Um, and I was moved because you, you realise how much you know about our guests, how much, you know, you, 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 know, I, you know, anyone wants me to sit with them and <laughs> go through this book, I'll tell you everything about them all. And likewise. And, you know, it, it's like, I don't know, this is why, you know, oh, there's another book out there, it's just in time of Christmas and all that. This is why this is so powerful and it means so much more. It's the enormity of those stories yeah. bases. It's, you know, and in a lovely way, you know, um, sort of sums up the title of the book as well, isn't it? Hear Me, See Me. Um, you know, it's... They're huge stories, and hopefully we've come a little bit of a way to show some of those, and you know, people that have shown the book, you know, I sometimes think people might just flick through it, but they've, they've not, they've wanted to sit down like what Rob did with you. Um, yeah. And, you know, the three of us, luckily with Mary and Belinda, we're at an event tomorrow. Um, and, you know, we, we'll be taking this and showing this to a load more new people and yeah. every single one of them um, has just been taken aback by the, you know, I think we touched on it earlier in this chat, you know, our preconceptions are massive, aren't they? Um, Lee said that about himself earlier. I've absolutely felt that for me as well. Um, and hopefully this book helps, you know, well, yeah, to use our phrase, humanise the face of homelessness a, a little bit more and to help hopefully people get more involved in the charity, more awareness about homelessness in the United Kingdom because it's massive and it's getting worse. Um, Sam McKnight touched on that. Um, so yeah, it's, in a, it's a problem. Yeah, uh, and the, the thing I find—I mean, you said that, and even myself, myself as well. I mean, it's seven years now. It was seven years in November that I started this, and um, I thought I knew it all when I first went in because I'd had at that point uh, eight years of working with. Uh, people with addictions so I was working with uh, you know I was going volunteering I was going to like Salvation Army and talking to guys who had alcohol problems and drug problems and I sort of thought I knew it and I knew nothing I knew absolutely nothing until I started doing this you know I had all the preconceived ideas I thought all alcoholics was uh, all uh, street homeless was probably alcoholic or drug dependent or you know uh, and that's not the case you know I, I meet a lot of people who, who don't drink, who don't take drugs. You know, I meet a lot of people who have never drunk or taken drugs until they was in this situation, and then that's led them on to that, you know. Um, the big thing we find is uh, is untreated mental illness, you know, people that have not got the help and support. Mm. Um, I've learned I've learned about, I've learned so much. I've learned about um, domestic violence, coercive relationships, um, what it's like to come out of prison and there'd be no support, what it's like to come out of services, you know, service, mm. service people, um, what it's like to come out of that and having PTSD, 
and then not having the the support that that then leads to you know homelessness. Um, vulnerability, Stuart, as well. Vulnerability in general, yeah. It's, you know, it's, uh, yeah. You know, so I was just going to say, vulnerability and lack of support that might end up with people into these ending up in these addictions or end prison, and it's there's a lot of people. You know, some people may say, "Oh well, they ended up they're alcoholics," or and put the blame on on the on the individual but that's something that i'm learning there's a lot more rooted that leads to events and you know people our um, drug addiction and alcoholism leads to homelessness but whereas our homelessness leads to alcoholism and drug addiction and, yeah. you know crime and you know things like this. there isn't that that well, obviously, we've we experience amazing centres and behind it, but you know that's scratching the surface of, of you know where the problem starts. Yeah, yeah. and it's it, I only know from my own. I can only know from my own experience that um, uh, if there isn't the support there. I mean, I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm I'm like they say that I'm in three percent of long-term sobriety, because most of us don't make it. Most of us um, don't survive, and um, and that's now in today's society. You know um, that without without action in place. I mean, I was lucky enough to go to AA at the right time. I went and. So, you know, whatever you do, but AA for me worked. But it's all about action and it's all about um, um, finding something that works for you uh, and then surrounding yourself with people that support you, um, which is difficult. And even if you've got, I mean, I was lucky. I was the lucky one. I'd, I've got a home. I've got a family. None of that matters. None of that matters when you're in addiction, you know, <laughs> like it's just, it's just, you know, you you don't even see that you're losing everything until it's gone. You don't appreciate it until it's it, you, you've lost it. And that's why I appreciate everything so much now, because I am the lucky one of the lucky ones that have still managed to keep all that and, and, and it, it, it grow and flourish because of you know the appreciation I've got for it probably, and that's where the shames of this world touch my heart because I'm shamed. Like, I am shamed without the support. Mm. I'm shamed without the break. And that shames me because Shane's may turn the corner and please God, he ends up staying there and going the full course and he can then go on. And, and the thing is, it's the happy ripple effect that when one person gets helped, it's not just one person that gets helped. Like if you think of my family, my children, my grandchildren, my mum, my sister, colleagues, all of these people that if I'd have still been back where I was, wouldn't have had the, the benefit of, of, uh, of the good things that's happened to me. Mm. We would have never met. This book wouldn't have got made. The mm. people I've helped wouldn't have got helped. Mm. You know, it, that's why it's, it's worth helping and supporting people. 
because it's cost effective, Mr. Mr. Boris. You know, Absolutely. because if you, yeah. if you spend the time and help people, you know, it's, you, you can't just put a plaster on this. It, you, you've got to go to the root cause. Drinking and drugs weren't my problem. They was the medicine. You know, you had to go to the root of the problem, which, which you know, if you get to the root of the problem, then you, if you want to heal a wound, it has to heal from the inside out. Mm. If you just cover a wound, it will fester, and that's what's happening. So you need to you need to heal from the inside out, and that's what we've got to do with these people and these problems. We've got to get right to the root, mm. and it's support, and it's care. And I, I'm not professing that haircuts, pharmacies, killing all of these things, um, but at least it gives a temporary respite from that, you know. Temporary respite, and it um, it contributes significantly to people feeling better um, or being able to go to, you know, uh, in my very first session. Uh, we chatted about it earlier when I, I didn't take any pictures and was just listening. The, the guy was getting his hair cut to go down to Brighton for an interview with social services to have access to his son for the first time in six years. So, you know, it, you've been doing this for seven years now, Stuart. Imagine how many different beautiful effects and actions you've had on people's lives, not just through cuts that, you know, you have given but through the volunteers like Jackie up north that you've set up through your idea and this is why it's really important and there isn't a simple solution for homelessness or the effects of homelessness including you know mental health and um, levels of poverty as well but it contributes to a better life and like you said you know politicians and the system just just needs to wake up and see what what is really happening here um because you know without you know Lee talked about it earlier some of these sessions do offer the you know the residential sessions do offer courses or you know, simple things like food and medication and health checks but they're getting few and far between with cuts Mm. So where, where are people going? I, um, I, um, yeah, something else that was really interesting for me is to <clears throat> notice the amount of people that have been helped by these centres, that their next ambition was to be employed by these centres or volunteer for these centres and to give back the help they received to get them through their difficult yeah. times. I mean, but um, the young lad in Brighton, he was telling us um, that he used to visit. He, he used to be a guest from a as a kid. They used to go there with his, you know, with his mum to get socks and toothbrushes and you know things that I've never needed them for. You know, I've all, I've never been without socks and toothbrush. And you know, his mum would take him and his brother, I think. Um, yeah, to collect items like that. He's obviously been for a, a he, he got himself in a bit of trouble, but then when he came, came out, you know, he's been working there for a long time, helping, advising. He's someone relatable to other people going through the same situation yeah. and, yeah, just has a huge, huge knock-on effect, positive knock-on yeah. effect. 
that's William, and William and his brother was there as well that day. So him and yeah. his brother were both there. I'm hoping to get uh, William and uh, uh, you know uh, sent the manager on the podcast because uh, William's story is incredible. Um, and it was funny. I saw him that the day you're talking about, and I'd seen him for. I probably hadn't seen him for three years, but the minute he walked down the uh, the, the road, I said, "William, yeah. like, you know, I don't know where the word, the name came from. It was just there, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it, you know, uh, and it, that's it, 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 yeah, it is. I think we're we're in towards end, so we need to really now that we need to do the sales push now. This is the this is the sales push of you know who should buy, who should buy this book? Right, our mission is to get. A copy of this book in every salon, every barbershop, every beauty parlour in the UK. Now, you know, there's thousands and thousands of, of, of salons and barbershops and that, you know, so there's no need, even though we've, we've, we've got a limited run of a thousand that we've printed, you know, it, this could be reprinted and go on and, you know, uh, it's, that's uh, prices, it's, it's, we've priced the book as best as we could at £49. I mean, there's books of the equivalent are a lot more, but we wanted to get it out there to as many people as possible, mm-hmm. um, including PMP. It's domestic is is £55. That includes posts and packaging. Domestic. Um, I remember, and we, we, we sort of used my... Um, experience of being a salon owner for 30 years of how many Christmases I gave out 50 quids here, there and everywhere to the local raffles and all these things. Well, this is a chance of any salon owner or barbershop owner that that for 50 quids, you can get something, this beautiful book um, delivered to your salon to put on your reception to tell everyone that you actually do care about people. (laughs) It's a great advert. It will, it, it will then also spreads the message. I mean, it will bring money into the charity, but it also then lets all of your customers, it's going to ripple out again because they'll open that and they'll see human beings. They'll see stories. They'll see, you know, they, they'll, they'll maybe it'll change a few um, impressions of people that it's just the person on the corner with a cup in their hand. You know, this is, this is real human beings. Um, and you know, I, I, I think it's a I think it's a no brainer. You know, for the price it is, um, you, you know, every I, I think every salon in the country should should have one. I think that you know the fact that Hedros's Journal, Jane at Hedros Journal's fully behind us. They're going to be pushing it out for us. Um, Nikki Pope at Tribute, and you know, it's captured the world boss the, the hairdressing world by storm, and it, we we need to now like physically get it out there. So you know, getting it, selfieing it, sharing it. Um, you know, we've got the legend Sam McKnight in the foreword. We've got the beautiful Lena Headey from Game of Thrones in the foreword. You know, um, and so I, I can only say is is that. Um, and that's where it starts. I mean, that's our starting point. It's obviously not exclusively for salons and barbershops. It's, it, it can then go on to, uh, you know, far and field. But this is our sort of our obvious target market at the beginning. Absolutely. It's our obvious target market. And we're looking at ways, um, these kind of, you know, really good suggestion of, you know, kind of a salon 
reward system, which we're looking at, uh, how we can yeah. implement that. Um, but I think it is wider than that. We want to get it into bookshops. Um, there's definitely, a, you know, a street culture feel to it as well. Um, it's broader than, you know, just the hair industry. There's the fashion element as well. You know, like I said, the street culture. So and it is without banging on. It's a beautiful art book with, you know, just beautifully designed. Um, yeah. It's a weighty piece. So I think, you know, we, we're only just beginning to explore where we can put the book properly, but the salons is a very good um, an obvious yeah. place and to, you know on the reception on the sort of coffee table you know it's um wherever it's it's a beautiful piece for people yeah. to pick up yeah restaurants Lee. <laughs> yeah restaurants. i think um you know it, it, i think we were agreement from the beginning we just made it as premium high quality as possible and the reason we took some of the branding haircuts for homeless stuff out is because we did to we didn't want it to be like a charity um we wanted it to be a real serious art um <clears throat> spreading a message but also appeal to those people that already volunteer charitable you know got connections to her so we, we wanted to spread this message far and as wide as possible you know the salon as you know both chat you both said uh, you know that's just an obvious starting place and you know salons clients that come through that door that are going to be in maybe they'll see it and that that change like I said uh, for the client but we'll want to buy a copy themselves and you know that's a it's that's to new people and then they might to someone that also pitched their perception and I can like just feel up to you know yeah. as far and wide as possible. I've got I've got to mention it's not done it's not done completely but the Green Salon Collective are looking at taking copies um in bulk and um they'll be selling them on their website to their customers. Which will, which will then be delivered with their deliveries. So, you know, it cuts out the, the, the postage. So um, things like that, you know, something like Green Salon, they can shift a lot of books for us. And they're, again, reminding everyone that the whole of the profit, you know, Green Salon are kindly doing that. They're one of our sponsors and they're doing that, you know, with no financial gain to themselves. Um, the whole lot goes into haircuts for homeless, you know. So brilliant, yeah, yeah. And that's only just you know the start of it, really. Well, guys, thank you very much. It's been told you it go quick. We're nearly at the hour mark. Um, sorry if I've waffled on a bit, but uh, I, you know, I just it's <laughs> just it's so close to me, and that you know, yeah, I've to some people that. Um, people, you know, like when they said about Eckhart's Romans, now it's grown and I must be proud. Um, and I don't really take that on board too much. But I can honestly say that this, when I first held that book, I'm really proud of it. It's mm. something I'm really proud of. I think all three of us can be proud of. Mm. I think that it's something that I said that can live on after us. I mean, we get such a tiny amount of time on this world. 
but you know that book's there that book's going to live on you know it's going to tell people what we've done mm. and um and those lovely people are going to live on it in it as well you know uh, all those lovely guests are going to live on as well in that so um thank you guys uh thank you for having us mate no it's been emotional (laughs) (laughs) so everyone buy the fucking book (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) right see you later back to sunday lunch (laughs) yeah big love see you tomorrow it's just over five years ago i did something that changed my life what it did more than I could have ever realised. It helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people. Some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job. This is a calling.